Hello. Okay, so getting to work in New York City is hard enough with slow walkers, slow trains, strollers, and tourists. Now imagine coming to work with annoying co-workers. On today's episode of The Tea Room, we'll be discussing pet peeves that we encounter on a daily basis at work. We will also be introducing a new segment called Stay Woke News, where we'll be sipping more tea on trending topics on the news. So, for me personally, I hate when I just get off the elevator and I'm bombarded with questions. Like, can I take my coat off first? Can I eat a bagel or two? Let me drink some tea. Let me settle in. It's really annoying when people try and talk to me before 10.30 a.m. in the morning. It really, really bothers me. Also, it's annoying when I'm trying to work because that's what you go to work for. And people get offended when you don't want to have like a conversation with them. Again, it's before 10 a.m. I don't really want to hear anything out your mouth except, you know, here's a, a banana or something. <laughs> like, if you're feeding me before 10 a.m., that's fine. But I don't need to have a, a conversation. I don't need to know what you did last night. I don't need to know what show you watched because it's before 10 a.m. And I'm trying to do my work. <laughs> it's really, 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 really annoying. Another thing that annoys me when... Um, <laughs> When you're like the only minority in your in your the office in the office, yeah. and they mistaken you for another minority, and it's not you. <laughs> like I remember one time at my old job. No, I was working on an internship, and there was a girl named Tanisha. She was the other black girl that worked in the office. Never seen her before in my life. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, Tanisha, when are we going to be training?" And I looked at him said, I'm not Tanisha. Like, I, I don't know who Tanisha is. And he just looked, like, baffled. Like, he didn't know what to say. And he just used to stare at me. I'm like, so go find Tanisha. Because it's not me. That but. used to me at my other job. And there weren't that many of us. There was, like, ten of us. So it's like, I really didn't understand why she never got my name right. I used to open my email, like, that's not me, though. Like, my name is in my email. Address, so I don't know why you keep calling me by the other girl. And the girl would always forward me my emails, like, I think this is meant for you. I'm like, I think this is disrespect because there's only 10 of us. So I don't know why she keeps sending me this, the wrong email. But we're not the same. Look totally different. Her hair was braided. My hair is never braided. I just don't understand why she called me by the other girl. Yeah, that can be annoying. Also, what's annoying is when... Um, you're trying to leave, like work is over, it's like 5.59, like I work from 9 to 6, someone is trying to ask you to do something at like 5.50, no, like why are you asking me this question, like you see me walking out the elevator, I'm walking down the steps, the day is over, don't ask me no questions, you can email me and I'll get back to you in the morning, that really bothers me. What about you Earl Grey? Well, I also feel the same as you that I hate when I get into my job and I'm especially like eating my yogurt or something, <laughs> having a banana and someone's like, oh, did you get that email or can I talk to you about this? And I'm like, can you wait about 10 minutes? I'm eating my breakfast. Um, another thing I don't like and I feel like it's happened in a lot of jobs, um, maybe not consciously, but it happens where someone is micromanaging um, at any age. A co-worker could be micromanaging, like sending you something and then checking up on you an hour later. Like, yes. how's the, how's it going? What's the status? Same one. Around lunch. Right. How's it going? Any updates? 
2.30. So, <laughs> what's the status of the project? I can't. And I'm like, it's on my to-do list. Like, I have it on my radar. When the due date comes, you will get it. There's no issue, you know, there's no issue with that. Um, another thing I don't like is when you're, especially when you're working with a team and someone's, like, exaggerating, like, Basically, you made one little error or something's not correct. And you're like, well, what are we going to do about this? And you're kind of like, okay, let's deal with it in the most appropriate way, step by step. Especially in, a, in an atmosphere like that, you can't really freak out. Like, nothing's going to get done. So I feel like that is one of um, my pet peeves. Um, yeah. How about you, Black Tea? Um, micromanaging is like a big issue for me. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to, if you give me a date, it's going to be done by the date. Right. Don't keep emailing me. Like I don't got anything going on. <laughs> it bothers me. Like, and then if you want, you could do it yourself. So all this time you're asking me, you could have done it yourself if you wanted to do it. So that really bothers me as well as being mistaken for the only other color person <laughs> in the office. <laughs> That used to piss me off a lot, but thankfully I work in a bigger office with more <laughs> colored people, so that barely happens. But um, I, one of the biggest ones that I deal with on a daily basis is my coworker, <laughs> my cubicle and coworker, cubicle neighbor and coworker who sits directly next to me. She's always asking me personal questions out loud. She'll ask me if I'm married, if I got a man, how come I don't have a man. She'll be like, go to so many different weddings, black tea. How come you can't find a man? And I'll be like, the same reason why you're divorced. <laughs> oh, Ooh, shade. Sounds like you're at the nail salon. Right? I can't. Always in my business. She's like, well, you dress really nicely. It shouldn't be that hard. But we live in New York City. So exactly. So it is very hard. hard. So, you know, she knows I'm struggling. So she tries to set me up with other colored people. In the office. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that, that's the only type of people that I go for. And she knows my type so well. So that really bothers me. I know she means well, but she just does it so loud. And people are always, like, turning around, like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, people don't need to know I'm single. But thank you for letting that be aired out in the office. And then... I, I do not like when people do not acknowledge the work that you do and they give credit to somebody else. I right. remember sitting in an office meeting and my supervisor kept acknowledging the other girl. The other girl didn't do anything. It was me who did the work. Mm-mm. Thankfully, my coworker finally spoke up and was like, no, it was Black Tea who did this, but it didn't stop my supervisor from still saying it was the other girl's work. But you know, this is office life that we live in. That's annoying. My main thing is, Palm T speaking, when people don't know how to read. Like, if you ask me a question and I'm like, hey, everything you answered is in the email. Like, if you're like, hey, um, where is this proposal that um, you were expecting expecting to write? I'm like, hey, well, I have it in the Google Drive under proposal 250. And then five minutes later, you're like, where is it under the drive? What number is it? It's just like, I just specifically told you in the email where it was. So I'm not understanding why you can't read. That really irks me because on a day-to-day basis, I come across coworkers who just don't know how to read or just don't care to. Um, Another thing that's annoying is people who don't, I guess this is a coworker thing, but can also go like outside of the workplace. People who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom. 
I see that all the time. <laughs> and it's just like, really? It's just like common, you know, cleanliness. Like, you use the bathroom. Like, I can hear when someone is, like, flushing the toilet. <laughs> and then they're looking at themselves in the mirror. Then, then I hear a door swinging. And oh, it's like, like you didn't wash your hands. I don't hear right. any water trickling. Right. That really, that's just, that's really weird. Um, Another thing that really... That really irks me are people who take things very personally in the workplace. Like, you know, work, there's a there's a time where you can have, like, conversations about, like, drinking and whatever and what you're doing this week. And then there's a, a time and place to work. And then if I feel like, hey, you know, I'm trying to do this right now and you're taking it personally, it's just like, we're at, we're at work. Like, you, I don't think... People should not come to work and have emotions, like, drawn all over their, their sleeves. Like, that's a problem. You should leave that at home, in my opinion. Along, oh, just before we move on. Yeah. Along those lines, people who bring their personal problems to work. Yeah, like, that's big. I know you're dealing with a breakup. We all see it. <laughs> but you don't have to. So, <laughs> so it looks like you combed your hair in a few days. But don't send me a nasty email. Like, I didn't do anything to you. I'm not dating you. Like, that's keep, true. keep that at home. Or, like, your kids are stressing you out. Okay, but I'm not your kid. <laughs> no, that, that's true. You should leave the baggage and any extra personal issues you're having, I feel like you should leave that at home. You're going into work, like, have a clean slate when you're walking mm-hmm, in. Another thing that's annoying is I cannot, like, what Earl Grey was saying about working in a team, I hate working with someone and they're not assertive or they don't have a backbone. That kills me. <laughs> so, at my last job... Um, I was a social media coordinator at my last job. We had 10 a.m. meetings every Friday to discuss, like, uh, just the responses that we got on the networks we used to work at. Every 10 a.m. in the same room, we're scheduled to have a meeting there. So one day, my coworker goes to the meeting room, I guess, to set up. And he's like, oh, it seems like someone's in there. We have a meeting. I'm like, okay, did you tell them that we have a meeting? And he's just looking at me. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, go tell them. Mind you, this is a grown man. So it's just like, have a backbone. Like, be assertive. Like, I can't I can't deal with people who don't know how to, like, think for themselves with certain things. It's just like, we are all adults here. We're all grown. We're all in our 20s. Like, have a freaking backbone. <sighs> I digress. all right Earl Grey speaking um I actually asked a group primarily females from when they're ages 20s to 50s and they gave me a lot of different pet peeves um one of them that came up so much were apparently people clip their fingernails at work (laughs) and toenails don't forget That's way too much. I don't know. Like, who, who, where, where, who are, who's clipping your toenails at work? I was going to say, I was going to say, one of my coworkers is foreign, and apparently, when he whips off his sandals, it's appropriate for him to clip his toenails. I guess different cultures. And you know, you got to embrace it. I'm just not eating when you're clipping your toenails. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, like, my meal is done. 
Thank you so much. Hopefully, at a different point of the day. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll be like two o'clock. Like I just finished lunch. Can you wait? <laughs> oh no. I'm like I feel bad for the cleaning people. Just imagine like a nail comes flying in your sandwich. <laughs> That's a problem if I see a nail flying. That should definitely be done in the privacy <laughs> of your own home or in a bathroom or something. Like I said, he's not from here, so I accept. So another uh, pet peeve was when you, maybe it's bad weather, or maybe you have a lot, a lot of work to do and you want to eat your lunch at your desk and you're clearly eating, kind of, you want to eat in peace and somebody comes up to you and is asking questions for like 15 minutes and you're like, wait a minute, this is eating into my, eating into my lunchtime and it's just, it, it's inconsiderate because if you see there's, you know, someone has food in front of them. It just does not seem like the time to be going over to them and asking questions. Yes, that's big. Um, another thing, I'm not sure we touched on this already. There's so many meetings, and the message in the meeting could be conveyed in a freaking email. Yes. Please oh explain God. to yes. me why there's all these meetings where it could have literally been a couple of bullet points right. in the email. Just the mere fact that you have to get up and then two minutes later it's over. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so important about you being there on time to that meeting. Right. And then usually when you get there, a bunch of people are missing. Some people are on their phones. So one person's eating. One person's in another meeting. So a lot of times um, I think that I get it. There needs to be certain meetings, but I think certain of those meetings don't need to happen. And right. email could be going around, circulated. That's why we have CC, uh, and you yes. know it definitely uh, could get communicated in that way. Another thing, um, I don't know about you, ladies, but I've probably been guilty of this because I eat salmon, but reheating <laughs> fish or seafood, mm. and then it's yeah, it's too, and then yeah. it smells up the whole office. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. in like a small. Yeah, small especially office. if your office is like right next to the kitchen, you're like, ooh, I gotta step outside. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so keep the fish and seafood outside for lunch. Um, then another another one that they said this was a, from a female in her thirties um, when someone uses quotes in email signatures, especially biblical or God related, like at the end, like Jesus loves you or something. Um, I think that sometimes. Um, I think general quotes, regardless of biblical or not, are not really meant for an email signature. Mm -hmm. I think, well, it's personable, but I guess we, I get what you're it's saying. It's personable. That was actually that wasn't myself. That was someone in the group who said that. I, get what I don't you're think that I have a real um, a real preference, like not preference. I don't think I have a real opinion, like whether or not that's acceptable. I don't feel like that's would that would bother me. But I yeah. know she's saying, like, the ones where it's, like, success is key. Like, underneath their signature, like, something that someone big wrote. You're like, oh. <laughs> I feel sometimes some of those could be, I've seen one or two where, like, it's, like, um, a slogan from yeah. the company. Right. Maybe they're mixing it up with, like, oh, maybe they're just using a quote. But, yeah. I mean, not a biblical one, but yeah. other ones. You never know. It might be their That's true. mantra. Yeah. Um, this is a big one. I've noticed it in my career unnecessarily CCing the boss on emails. Yes! Oh my God. Yes! You could cause so many issues yes. because then the boss will immediately email you or go over to you or yes. call you and say, what's going on with this? This is, And right. make it seem like this is the biggest deal. 
I agree. Because when you see see somebody who's at a higher level than you, it's like this is a big of, issue. They're kind of conveying like, well, this didn't get done, or this needs to be found out by the supervisor. Right. That's happened to me before. It was an unnecessary email. Just the mere fact that she cc'd all the supervisors, it kind of made me look at her sideways. Like it wasn't that big of a deal, but now you're making it a big deal. Mm-hmm. So now I know who you are. Right, and then I feel like you have to look at the person who CC'd your boss. Like, is she doing it intent, or he is she doing it intentionally, or were they they just didn't know how else to better handle that situation? So I've definitely been in situations like that, and it's really annoying because now it's a bigger issue when it could have been handled, or you just addressed me directly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, one other one that was big was talking about politics in the workplace. Yes. It's just not the place for it. Especially with our current election. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was hot tea at every Oh, it was. Every Everybody was sipping. Yes. <laughs> and it was hard because, especially because I work in healthcare and um, our, our current president had a lot of cuts to things. So people were leaving my job and some things were hush-hush. Right. We weren't allowed to talk about certain things, but politics can get messy at work. And you don't want to step on somebody's toes because you don't know where they stand. So that's always a pet peeve of mine. You know, if we're not friends outside of work, let's not talk about it. <laughs> I agree. I don't think politics should be spoken at work yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. It's a little crazy. Do any of you guys have more pet peeves? Um, yeah, people who like to um, snitch. People who like <laughs> talk about it. Like you, walk, you walk in and they're checking the time. Like, oh, you're late. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little louder. Can't right? do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> or oh, 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 black tea forgot to add this, but I brought it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay. You could have just said we have everything. Right. <laughs> you don't have to put a side note into what was missing and what you brought. I just don't like it. It just makes you seem... Or Earl Grey made an error and I fixed it. Exactly. Thank you for letting us all know. <laughs> like, that really pop, That just shows me that you don't have my best intention at work. Exactly. You. Mm-hmm. And okay. no, college doesn't prepare you for this at all. Like the People are more petty in the workplace than you've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. And I think they forget that you're adults in the workplace too. Yep. Like I don't like when people put... Other people on blast unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we're all adults. If there's a situation that needs to be addressed to me or you're concerned about something or you have a question, you can just ask me directly instead of going over my head. Uh-huh. I think that's ridiculous, and that happens a lot. We can delve into some of the pet peeves that um, some of our listeners, listeners. Um, sent to us, and some of them are pretty funny and very relatable. Um, one person wrote... Um, that they do not like when someone continues to take their snack just because I said you could have some the first time doesn't mean you can have some every time. So that that can get annoying. Like when you're really nice and you just you offer it once and then their hand keeps coming back. Right. <laughs> like that's I feel like it's the giving tree over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like when people eat your food. Like another comment from our listeners was that um, they don't like when people. Um, when you have to label, you have to feel the need to label your food because, you know, there are people in there who just snatch anything up. Like, that's ridiculous that you have to do that. I shouldn't have to label my food or leave a nasty note on my food. Like, no. Exactly. You should just not take something that's not yours. Mm -hmm. Um, Another 
pet peeve that one of our listeners had were coworkers who aren't computer savvy and constantly ask for help. That That's annoying. That used to me at my old job. My manager knew nothing but Microsoft 97. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, I was like, when was the last time you wanted a computer? <laughs> she was like, pre-Windows 7. <laughs> that was like my, again, the same, my coworker, my last job, the same one who had no backbone. He, I don't think he owned a computer at his own wherever he was living because we had a Skype like meeting with our boss who was in France and and I think the video wasn't showing up um all he had to do was click video and he had we were, he was literally looking at the screen trying to figure out for 10 minutes I'm like you own a computer like have you never been on a Skype call before <laughs> it's just I don't understand and then they think you're the geek squad <laughs> <laughs> And then and then they're like, oh, thank you for your help. You're so you're so tech savvy. It's like, no, I have a because I own a computer. I'm not tech savvy. I just know how to handle my way on a computer. How do you print um the button? (laughs) (laughs) It's like helping your parents out. (laughs) But even my parents are a little bit more savvy. Like, how do you make it two sided? (laughs) I can't. Another pet peeve that um, one of our listeners told us was um, when you're having a conversation with one person and someone else invites themselves into the conversation. Mm. That's yes. 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 Doesn't even say excuse me, just joins (laughs) the conversation. Yep. And to go along that, another um, similar comment was interrupting me repeatedly when you see I have headphones on, especially for some BS. That is true. (laughs) Because I feel like if you just see someone working with headphones, usually on a call, they just don't want to be bothered. Like, if you're asking me what the time is or something, you really don't need to be interrupting me if I have headphones on. (laughs) Is that something you encounter a lot? Sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I just pretend I'm on a call. So people don't bother me. Um, two other comments were nosy co-workers, which I know Black Tea is familiar with that. Always, always in my business, man. And I think this one is big because I have to deal with this also. Passive, aggressive emails, comments, and behavior. That's very annoying to me. It's just rude and disrespectful. Right. Like, I'd rather you just be direct instead of trying to beat around the bush and then put a little smile at the end. It's just like, no, just tell me exactly what you need instead Mm -hmm. of trying to be passive-aggressive about it. You gotta pray for those people. Like, as soon as you get into work, like, that's what I have to do. I pray. Like, any (laughs) passive-aggressive people, just let it be known that I'm not the one. (laughs) One thing that I struggled with was phone conferencing etiquette. I know I've been been in trouble a couple times. You know, the people who, not, well, not me per se, but people who eat really loudly while you're on a phone conference. Or they're having a mute, and they're exactly, they're at home. Like, a lot of times people have to take calls from home. Yes. And they're, you hear, like, people in the background. kids screaming. Exactly. Oh, my God. Like, cabinets and stuff. Yes. and, And then everybody on the call needs to hear it, and you're like, is everything okay? <laughs> Is there a visitor? <laughs> I'll just hop right back in. Oh, everything's fine. But you're not. You, can you go on mute real quick? That's big. There was one 
time I was on a call and this this woman was conducting a meeting from her house and she <laughs> had place. three babies crying in the back and a dog barking. I'm like, you you really just have to relocate yourself. Like, or hit mute. Hit mute. Like something. Like if you're going to conduct a meeting knowing you have a crying baby, like go to the library or just go outside. Don't take it on your household. <laughs> but yeah, just, just be considerate of us having to hear all those noises and hear you at the same time. <laughs> annoying um do you do you guys ever deal with people who overshare like you never <laughs> asked here about anything but they want to tell you their whole life story oh, yes. like, like what they did over the weekend like what they're doing tonight like i didn't ask you but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> now that you stop like i have no choice but to hear about this date that you got coming up. <laughs> or the issues you have with your grandchildren it's like wait a second right <laughs> Like, sometimes I wonder, like, do people have friends outside of the workplace? Because you just be knowing their whole life story. <laughs> like, oh, how's your dog doing? <laughs> like, I didn't... Clearly they don't. <laughs> but we don't know. But people do like to talk to you at work. Like, they really love to overshare. Like, I really don't want to know what you're cooking for your husband today. <laughs> like, unless I'm there. Like, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, that could be annoying. Another big one is um, that I have. When people spell your name wrong... Mm-hmm. In an email, mm-hmm. where you, when you your, sent them one with your yeah. name as a signature, that kills me because Palm T speaking. My name is not that difficult to to um to spell, and it's right in front of you, so I, I don't understand why it's spelled incorrectly. Same, I agree with you on that. It's <laughs> annoying, even when it's like one letter off. Yeah. You're like, wait, a second. <laughs> it's like, who is that? <laughs> like, are you addressing me? I think you have more comments from the group me chat. Black tea. Yeah, what do you call it? Coworkers who like to co-sign on your work. Like, you know you did the work by yourself, but then you enter a meeting. Oh, we did this. No, you didn't. Like, <laughs> Shut it down real quick. Like, no, we did not. You know, <laughs> I might let it slide in the meeting, but I'm emailing you after. Like, the next time you put your name on my work, <laughs> it's about to Like, I just don't like that. Like, especially if you were nowhere to be found when I was emailing you for help. And all of a sudden, you want to be a part of the process. (laughs) Um, One big one that someone wrote into me um, last minute was terms of endearment. Like, hey, sweetie. Hey, hon. Especially if you're a female and the person's a male. Like, I'm not your sweetie. I'm not your hon. (laughs) Exactly. Last time I checked, we're... There's no, you know, relationship outside in here or outside here. So. Yeah, true. Or even women sometimes. It kind of feels condescending. Like, oh, hey, hon, can you do this? No. No, I like, can't. Like, I have a name, A, and B, if you really need something done, approach me correctly. I agree. To deal with, um, to also go along the lines of, like, people doing things at work, um, people who... Um, you know, floss at their desk or paint their toenails. Like that paint their toenails? Floss at their desk? Like, along the lines of clipping the toenails, you shouldn't paint your toenails, floss. None of that should be done at all. <laughs> That's it disgusting. Not I'm not going to lie. I knew one time this this guy was bald. And I saw him. I was like, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm seeing this. He was in, because we have like a kitchen area in my office. He was in the kitchen I think he was shaving his head. Oh no! no, no. Oh no! That's over that's over the sink. Oh, yeah. That's not... Where are you? <laughs> he's in yeah. the office at his house. So cleanliness is huge. Like I just feel like that's common sense. But you do find people who think the office is their 
gold. Yes, yes that they is bring right. everything. Like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen straighteners, curlers, everything under the desk. Like a whole shoe closet under yes, the desk. Yes. I've seen lots of. No, that's true. And then when they, you know, when you lose your job, you gotta pick <laughs> you gotta box you gotta everything up, right? Right? You need to call you all because there's so much. Gotta stuff use that freight the- elevator to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Another thing that someone said: um, dishes not being washed. Like if you have a communal uh, kitchen. Food left for days in the refrigerator and water cooler talk early in the morning. That is very That goes back to it's not even 10 a.m. Yes. Give me me a few minutes. Give me a few minutes. Yeah, definitely. One person also wrote it, people who have conversations over you while you're trying to do your work, especially if you work in a cubicle and people are going back and forth. You can easily move yourself to that person's cubicle, but instead you choose to have a conversation over me while I'm doing my work. <laughs> that is not okay. Not at all. And also along those lines, <laughs> nosy cubicle neighbors that get up <laughs> and like peer over the cubicle to see what you're doing, <laughs> but you're not really checking for them, so you don't know why they're peering over the cubicle. That really bothers me. I have a nosy cubicle neighbor who loves to know what I'm doing, so sometimes I purposely go on random websites just to see if he'll say something. I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> Oh gosh, that's annoying. Uh, something else that uh, my my friend told me were, that was annoying: um, beating around the bush, and coworkers are not being direct. A high ego. Oh. Um, not taking responsibility for your own actions. That could be, that's big. Um, not giving credit where credit is due. Where you touched on black tea, and assuming something without evidence, which is. Oof. That's a big one because I feel like assuming that someone messed up, yes. or assuming that something happened because of somebody, especially yeah. like someone's like over you or has a higher title than you. I feel like if something goes wrong and like you're in that situation, instead of asking like the full backstory, they're very accusational at times. And it's just like, why don't you ask me what happened instead of saying why did you do this wrong? Assuming so assuming something that that's something big. That's a pet peeve. One thing that bothered me that someone said is when they give you something to do on a Friday and then ask for it to be due on a Monday, but they tell you not to do work from home on the mm. weekend. Like, where the hell am I supposed to do this? <laughs> like, don't ask me to do Monday morning. Monday morning. morning. Like, they give it to you at 4.55 on a Friday. Oh, can I have it by Monday? But don't take this home. <laughs> so when are you expecting? Are you expecting extra time to come in? Am I getting compensated for coming in at 7 a.m. to do this <laughs> That you told me not to do at home, but yet it's due the next day. Oh, that bothers me. Just That's don't give it to me at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I think we got a lot of interesting responses from people yeah. um, about work pet peeves. I think the main things were micromanaging, uh, people beating around the bush, nosy co-workers. Oversharing. Just inappropriate behavior in terms of the flossing, the clipping, yeah. the doing all these things while you're while you're at work that you shouldn't be. Right. Schedule meetings that could have been in an email. Mm-hmm. Just doing things that are unnecessary where it's like this could have been handled differently. And clearly we're all dealing with it because these are things, these are topics that a lot of people brought up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not like any office is better than the other. <laughs> we're all dealing with it. I agree. So we just got to... 
make the next day better than <laughs> better than the last. <laughs> Go home to that one last. Ain't <laughs> working. Or maybe when people hear this, they'll be like, "Oh, I actually do this. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do it." Absolutely. Or they may be like, "That sounds familiar. <laughs> maybe I should tone <laughs> down." Who is that? For all you people, if this is you, curve your attitude and your your behaviors. This is this is just something that helped you at your job. Yes, to make life a little easier at work. Just a little bit. Um, so we're gonna go into our new segment called Stay Woke News. Where Stay Woke. Stay Woke. because um, a lot of people out there aren't woke. So <laughs> we're gonna be talking about trending topics that have been going on this week and just uh topics that a lot of people have been talking about in the news lately. Um, the first one is I don't know if you guys heard about this football player who was actually catfishing people. His name, his catfish name was Maserati Rick or Rick Maserati. And he plays for the Miami Dolphins. And he... He doesn't have enough money already? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he basically was, uh, created a post saying why athletes marry white women as opposed to black women and and saying a lot of interesting comments that stirred up some controversy. Right. So he was basically saying that black women aren't coachable. Um, He said most of the sisters were raised in broken homes, and they don't have proper guidance to how they should treat a man, so they mess up a lot in relationships. The biggest difference is a white woman knows her position and, and accepts her role as a woman and lets her man lead. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a lie. When people start to piece out women by race, it's a lie. Because in any race, you'll find the same type of women. If you're saying black women are uncoachable, I'm pretty sure there are people that find some white women uncoachable as well. Right. If you're saying black women don't have class, I'm pretty sure you'll find people who find... It's all subjective. Yeah, you have your pre- preference, but right. you label an entire subculture, that's when people are going to come after you. Like Keep your preferences to yourself don't generalize a whole population. I agree. And then this whole narrative, like, oh, like, we don't know, like, black women don't know our position, our place. Like, what are you, like, you know, equating that to? Like, why are you saying we don't know our place? Because we're opinionated or we're not going to stand for certain things. So that's where it it gets, like, very messy and very, like, you were saying, just generalizing a whole race because of certain women that you deal with. Or also using the term, they can't be coachable. Right. Or exactly, like, why would you refer to a relationship team. with a woman about being coachable? Right. Like, that's not, a, I think that's not really a phrase that you would use in, like, a healthy relationship. Not at all. And you, so. Yeah, you have to look back to their, how they grew up. Like, who are your parents? Like, did you, did you grow up with your mom? And if you did, she did a horrible job of showing <laughs> you how to respect women because, or women of color, because if she did, you wouldn't be saying things like that. But there are men out there who are, which always baffles me. They're birthed by black women, and they talk negatively upon them, which I never understood. I, I think it's because they probably don't have the black figure in their life that's like in, in a positive way. Or they've seen it, and it, maybe it's been like a negative relationship between their mom, with their mom, or with their sister, or with people they dated. That's a, I'm not saying that's a reason why you yeah. shouldn't, but I'm saying that I feel like in a lot of the cases where they're like, "Well, I don't want to date. Um, I'm not black," but I'm saying from the, the from the cases that I've heard where it's like, "Well, I don't want to date a black woman." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you look up, if you look into it, it's probably 
um, has to do with, as um, Black T was saying, about family, who raised them, what type of relationships are they having, um, how they're affected by what's going on around them or yeah. the media. Um, and I think that if you don't have a positive relationship with another Black woman, i.e. the mom, the grandmother, whoever, mm-hmm. that could probably affect how you view Black women in general. Sometimes, but... Because you have to look at Sir Mix-a-Lot, what do you call it, Kylie Irving, because his parent, his mom stepped in. Exactly. his all-white vote party became headline news where there were no women of color on this vote party that he had. Oh, I don't remember. So, you know, a lot of people came down on him, but at the same time, his parent, his mom addressed it and was like... We spoke to him, but he was like, there were women of color. You just didn't see them. But yes, it's not something that, you know, who I choose to right. deal with. This, but, you know, just having that strong foundation to check you. When yeah. And I feel like this also goes by, like, who they're hanging around and their influences. I feel like not all men, but you're, you're very influenced by the group of people you hang out with. And if they're friends or associated with people who demean black women or associated with black women in a negative way, they're, they could kind of, that idea and perception of how black women are can kind of rub off on them. So I feel like at times it's who they're associated with. And like, cause I feel like there are situations like what you just said with Kyrie Irving, they do come from a strong family that, um, you know, that embraces black women of color, but for some reason the son or whoever's, they just don't see it. They're not. That's not desirable for them for some reason. So I think it goes for to what who they're associating themselves with. But in this case, yeah, I just feel like coachable. That word is is not a term that you not a term that you should a, use in a relationship context. Right. Let's move on to the next. But he was catfishing anyway. Oh, well, there so you go. So that's yeah. why he's trying to get more money. Exactly. So it wasn't really the football player saying this. Is The real guy who was actually saying this is Ricardo Agnett. So he was catfishing white women and making it seem like he was an athlete, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic. Very. Funny. It goes to show you that he thinks that black athletes only go for white women. That's yeah, his perception. That's his perception. He's sad. So the next trending topic is whole nother spectrum. Um, on musical note, more life on Drake's album. So okay. So what do you guys think about Drake's album, More Life? I feel like Drake just stopped in every city in the world and just created an album from like he spent that time in the UK. You know, I feel like wherever Drake takes his boat or takes his plane, <laughs> that's he toured. Yeah, he toured. That's what he is for that for that, <laughs> that for song. that time period. Because he was Caribbean in one song. He said things about twenty <laughs> times. Then he said some like London lingo. I don't know. And like, where is like, Yalchester? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I'm Park Chester. <laughs> Yalchester. 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 What is it, Mandiba Riddle? Mandiba. Like, Mandiba. I've been looking for the, the meaning of Blem. I don't know what Blem is at all. Have people Googling things throughout Wait. the entire I album. I thought Blem was when you're high or something. Someone said that. I, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. And then I feel like a lot of his songs, like, have like a disco 70s rap, like, yes. by like passion fruit, get it together. And then you have, then you go from get it together to Madiba rhythm. It's just like, where are you, where are you? <laughs> He's channeling his father. You see his father's yeah. on the cover of his album. So, if you, you know. 
If you look at views, views was similar in the sense that the first half of the album was and it was more hip hop. Yeah. And then the the rest of it was, was more like um, summer vibes. Yeah, right. summer. But I feel vibes. like when he explained, like it was broken up to the seasons, it made sense. Sorry, I feel like, I feel like for this album, nothing really makes sense. It's a playlist, so it's not an album. My coworker reminded me of that. <laughs> speaking of it, coworkers. No, not, speaking of coworkers, he's not annoying though. Yeah, um, I just, but it was all over the place. Yeah, I just felt like it wasn't. I, I guess because it's not an album that makes more sense, but I just felt like it was like songs from each. Like each continent, each continent so, just put together. What is everybody's top five songs? Can we do a top five for this? Do not disturb. I do like do not disturb. That song is so underrated. It's Thank so you. good Thank and you. people are going to miss it. He has shots fired at you. What do you call it? At Tory Lanez. I was like, no. No, no, no. A song that's really, no, can't have everything is a great song. That's a good song that's too. Blam, Blam is Blam, my favorite. Blam is great. Mandiba Riddle. <laughs> but, <laughs> the song is like how long? Um, okay, it's a couple. Minutes. I don't know why "Free Smoke" always pops up when I shuffle the album. Um, I would say another one. I don't know if it's. T- I like "Sacrifice." I would say yeah. "Do Not Disturb." Mm-hmm. Blem sacrifices. What's the other one? Passion fruit. Good. Passion fruit. That good. one in the teenage. Teenage fever. Great that. song. That's, we're going over top. Great five song. Here. I like I even though it's short, I really like nothing into something. I just love yeah, the the definitely. background music thing. Very and he soothing. sampled a lot of things. He um, did. No disrespect to the rapper who's from London, but that song KMT or whatever oh, yes. would have been so much better if it was just Drake. Um, Damn. No, he was disrespected, but yes. <laughs> I did like that Whenever song. someone says no disrespect, they're but, disrespecting. But just like he, he's yeah. in another song too, and I just feel yeah. like I had heard that preview like a few months back that interlude, that when interlude, Drake yeah. had started it, and I was like, oh, this song sounds good. And then I heard the guy come in, and I'm like, nah, forget uh, it. I liked it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, no. I thought as a whole it was an interesting album. I feel like everybody had like pretty different opi- I mean everyone probably likes passion fruit but I yeah. feel like a lot of the songs some people would like ah. some people don't really like him singing a lot of people I've spoken to girls and guys they only want to hear Drake rap they like if you're reading it's it's too late yeah. that type of yeah. stuff yeah. when he's on other features they Man. do not like the the singing that's true I've heard that more from guys saying they hate when Drake sings, but I love that. I like when, like when he's emotional, he speaks to me. Uh, yeah, I like which that is, too. Which is why I like to do not disturb because he went in. Yeah, that was a but, great beat though. Do not disturb. You know, it was. But you know, I do like that he put in different cultures, like the people from London. People probably don't know about mm-hmm. these rappers, yes. especially in America. So he's introducing us to different artists that we may not know. But yes. people in London already know. So I thought that was really cool. Like, people called it cultural appropriation. Not really. Not really. I don't think so. I think he's just introducing us to the vibes he was feeling wherever he was. And know? also when, like, Controller came out, that's when everyone started being more aware of, like, Afrobeats and Caribbean music. It's like, Afrobeats and Caribbean music has always been around. But he no. kind of, like, brought it more to exactly. life. Exactly. So it's, it's more of him introducing us to music that we normally wouldn't be. That's not on like radio mainstream. Well, now it is. Well, yeah, now <laughs> one dance still goes hard. If I ever hear that song again, <laughs> I do not like that song. Anymore. I still love Controller. Yeah, Controller. But Tory Lane's version is much better. Well, that's why you threw shots at him. Do not disturb. They stop. <laughs> 
All right. Oh, so he recently saw um, Shaw Day. You know, Drake just making moves out here. He tattooed Shawty's face on his leg. You know, when you meet a queen, you gotta do what you gotta do. She is a queen. She's, I would say, I don't say this about a lot of people at all. She's like everything. Like, just everything about her, her songs, her voice. She's, she's, she's a queen. She has 50 photos out there, and now one of them is with Drake. So I'm not understanding what what kind of powers Drake has. She doesn't take photos ever. No, she doesn't. So the mere fact that he got to take a photo with him and his mom and Sade, that's how you know he's a little kid when you bring your mom along to take a photo with your idol. Aw, well that's Drake for you. On to our next topic, switching it around again. Um, Sesame Street recently just debuted their first autistic character, which is very progressive and it's a move in the right direction. It's um, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about or disregard. Mm-hmm. So this is a conver- it's a good conversation to have, especially with kids. Yeah, and it's something that you know a lot of kids do struggle with. So I do think this is a real good move for Sesame Street. What's the character's name? Do you know? I cannot remember what the character's name is. Um, she kind of looks like Dora. Yeah, she does kind of look like Dora. But regardless, I think it's um, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Definitely, because you know there are a lot of kids that deal with autism, and this is this is it makes them feel a part of something so big. Mm-hmm. It yes, them in the conversation. Like because you don't usually like see. In a lot of shows, you don't see characters like that. Or right. they're seen as so separate from yes. the characters. Even like in cartoons, you don't really see like an autistic um, this is very character. So I do think this is a good job on Sesame Street's part. I'm doing that. I agree. Woo! Go Sesame Street. I used to love Sesame Street, man. <laughs> Everything I learned is from that show. The Count. The Count was oh, my favorite. <laughs> you know, you know what show I used to like. Um, going a little off topic. Um, remember Between the Lions? In Between the Lions, <laughs> when they taught you how to read. I used to love that days. show. We were like in fifth grade when that show. I'm came telling out. you, they need to bring back these educational shows like uh, Miss Frizzle, the Magic School Bus. <laughs> oh, I remember. Great that. show. Help me pass the third grade. Wishbone, all of those. Wishbone. What's the story? <laughs> that was my song. And Reading Rainbow with Lamar. Reading Rainbow. Wait, how did the theme song go it's again? Reading Rainbow. I've never seen that twice. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I have to look up this. It's in a book. It's Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. All right, I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. But we're, I'm going to play the theme song real quick because I love this song. I'm just going to sip my tea. All right, listeners, are you ready? So much for feeling included. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can't go anywhere. A reading rainbow. All right, sorry, guys. I just. We just had to take it back really quickly, but um, congrats to Sesame Street. Congrats to Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so this was a very interesting episode. You want to leave us with some motivational words? Um, aside from don't annoy your coworkers, right? Doing crazy stuff. You know, the work can, be, you know, the workplace can be stressful, <laughs> but it's only as stressful as you make it. Don't take everything to heart. You know what happens? Things happen in the office, but you know, just know that when five o'clock hits, six <laughs> o'clock hits, you're free. So. When you're doing work, do it to the best of your ability. And, you know, whatever someone else does to you, that's on them. Yes. Just do what you can and make your work speak for itself. Yes. And do not clip your nails or your toenails in the workplace. And do not ask me any questions before 10 a.m. Unless you have food. Unless you have food and you're offering it to me. Other than that, I don't want to hear anything. Like I said, be the best that you can be at work. (laughs) Yes. Have a nice day, guys. Keep sipping. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow.